<gasps> Welcome back, everybody, to The Talk Shop Season 7, Episode 3. I'm Tom, joined today by Corey. And s- you know who this is. I don't know that they do. This is going to be the, the, one, the, the one that pops off, okay? Well, my name is Slippery Sneaky Sticky Sam. Sticky, huh? Okay. Sticky. Yes. Very sticky. At the best of times. <laughs> it was the stickiest of times. <laughs> it was the driest of times. It was the stickiest of times. <clears throat> and we're starting with Southern Accents because we just recorded yeah, it's episode hard to... two of Due West. It's a real... Hope you're enjoying a... it. Yeah, yeah. Give us some feedback I if you've heard it. Or it got else. more listens than uh, than the podcast. Than our podcast. Yeah. So. All right. So that's a bad sign. We're gonna have to get rid of the podcast. Just kidding. Okay. We were doing- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say if we were doing this for listens, then we have failed spectacularly. No, it's never been about that. I do Nothing really cloud. matters. <laughs> I, I, I'm paying it forward. I do it so that when I'm in line at Starbucks, I can casually drop that I have a podcast and try to just like everybody else in line at Starbucks. True. Also working on a screenplay. Got a few projects in the fire. Yeah. When I'm having my latte, I like to think of topics for my podcast. All right. So there's one that I forgot to bring up last last time that I just want to I want to come out hot on because I'm very Mm -hmm. confused about it. Sure. Yeah. As somebody who's never like used or disseminated a roofie i'm very like as i've broken it down and thought about it in my mind how do roofies work not like the 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 pharmacology of it but like the dealer's got to judge you a little bit right like <laughs> like do you just go up to like your weed guy and you're like uh, gonna be a little different tonight i, I need feel a roofie. Like, like yeah i don't know i feel like you would like, that's got to be an extra level like you'll buy pot from somebody i've never done the, it but i assume that like i think it would like you have to think about like the sorts of people who do the selling, like the kind of guy who just like sells you some weed, probably not, but like the kind of people who are out there like cutting, cutting drugs with fentanyl and shit are probably the kind of people that would sell you roofies. Well, cause this is something I think about. I think I've, I've said, I want to pitch a show to Netflix where they drop me into any town and my job is to go find drugs because I'm so awkward <laughs> already. <laughs> and like the idea of me wandering around and being like, got any marijuana, <laughs> like I think would be just hilarious. But I mean like, Another level to that is like, okay, so you, you buy weed, whatever. Nobody really cares about that. But like, wh- how do you escalate that? Like, I, I mean, like here's, my, I here's, here's you, why I bring it up. Yeah, go ahead. Here's why I bring it up. Like, if I was a drug dealer, I would hate anybody buying roofies. I was thinking about this. Would the, you like, sell them? Like, well, well, this they, is the, they uh, keep well, forgetting you're, they're buying them and then they just you're keep see what, You're them. see what I'm getting. Like, the rest of development. <laughs> Like I would, I would instantly hate anybody trying to roofie anybody. I think it's and and this came up because I was talking with a group of females recently, and like three out of five of them had been roofied, and that's in this. Jesus, I, mean, I live in a small town in Minnesota. Like it's crazy that it's that prevalent. So these things are coming from somewhere, and I don't, I don't understand it. Roofico. Um, but like, if I was a dealer, I would, I would hate anybody even coming up and asking me for it. So what I would do is I would just give them Pez. Um, because like where is the like who's going to enforce that like they're going to come up to me and they're going to be like you screwed me this, i wasn't able to rape somebody at all <laughs> like where's the go- they're not going to go Actually, to the wait a minute. There's not- what legitimate use is there any le- legitimate use of of that drug or are they all like i think it, it was like an actual like pharmaceutical i think 
Yeah, but do they it's still probably done, is, like, is there like a, like a real clinical like on label use for roofies or what is it? It's rohypnol, which sounds like it's in the same cl- class as uh, propofol, which is the one that they most usually use in surgeries. So I'm going to assume that they're like it's probably like a cut version of that or maybe a, an alternative, um, you know, something to put you to sleep and have you go through surgeries yeah. without pain. What are those called, like analgesics? 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 No, analgesics are like Tylenol and wait, really? And stuff like that. Yeah, I thought those were like okay. Never mind. You're, you're a nurse. I you know. I'm salicylic acid. Would I know? <laughs> I don't know. You have me second guessing myself. Oh, I said yeah, painkiller. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I thought okay. that was this okay. This I thank God you had me very. You I thought had me those very were. Scared for I, thought the, I thought that was word for the drugs that like like anesthetic. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, anesthetic. Thank God. Like Examples include acetaminophen and aspirin. Okay. I'm so well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, God, to I, be fair, I didn't even know how to pronounce the word. So yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I said that so confidently, and I was like, watch that. Is what it is. I like that word because it has anal in it. True. Yeah, that's like the classic Scrubs joke. They're called analgesics. They're the analgesics. The the pills go in your mouth. That's the classic. Like, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Thank God. I well, we should. All, I, well, I think for the podcast, we should all get a hold of some roofies and roofie each other. Mm. But when, when we, we least, least expect, expect it, yeah, 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 it shouldn't be like a planned thing. It should be yeah. like, at we some point also, in the next two years, I'm going to get roofied. It could be any. We should also all take Ambien and see what happens. Well, that's what I was going to say. The classic Ambien story where I fed my car a sandwich. I mean, I, that's got to be similar to what that is because I have no mem- remember. I woke up and I literally had no memory of any of it. That's <laughs> uh. <laughs> so fucking funny. But your car was full. My car was not hungry. My Dodge Charger, the nicest car I've ever owned, and I. Fed it a subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what befell that car? Did you sell it, or did was was yeah, that one claimed I, I, by a winter storm? No, or? no, I kind of regret it. So what happened? What I should have just put snow tires on it. Like I really do regret selling it because um, I sold it way underpriced too. Uh, what happened was, is one day I had to back it up so that I could shovel my driveway of where I was living at that time, and I couldn't drive it up the driveway, so I had to get it towed five feet, and they charged me sixty bucks. Oh no! And I was like, well, I, this just isn't feasible, so I sold it and I bought a truck. Sure. Well, I bet you never had that problem again. Uh, I mean, you know, not really. I've gotten pretty good about, like, I was very stupid. I'm I'm still, like, the the amount of stupid I am is kind of shocking sometimes. Like, that was literally my solution. Well, before I, like, explored snow tires or any other alternatives, sandbags in the trunk or whatever, I was like, well, better sell this (laughs) and buy a much... Get it out of here. Yeah, well, (laughs) that doesn't work. Speaking of... This car hardly drives at all. So if you have any insights about roofies, how they work, how you buy them, what you do if they don't work, who you complain to, please Please contact your nearest police department and let them know your information and then then go to hell, uh, you scumbag. And then say, please pass this along to the talk shop. Yeah. As you're getting cuffed, make sure that they remember to tell us because I literally like the logistics of this kind of thing astound me. Like, I don't know. Like speaking of, okay, I have a transition here. Speaking of people being dumb, uh, I I can't remember how I got onto this. I was talking to a few people. We got on to like, oh no, wait, I do remember the backstory. Okay, never mind. I was at work, uh, and I was doing some documentation for like a project that I worked on, and I was gonna be. It had like it had just gone live, and I was gonna be out of town for a couple of days, uh, on other stuff for work. And so I was writing like all this shit down that people might need to know if something comes up while I'm gone, right? Yep. And in this, you know, I'm doing it in like a Word document and I finish writing it and I go to save it and it's like 
now in Word, there's like spell check, obviously, but now there's like insights for like uh, maybe how to make your whatever you wrote easier to read. Like or, trim down, yeah, trim down yeah, the sentences. Or be and, more concise or like use different words yeah. or something. And there were a couple words in there that it was like, you shouldn't use this word. Be more clear and use this one. So like one of them was located. It was like the word located might That's be a ambiguous pretty precise to word. some people. Yeah, it's like you should use the word found. It's like, what? <laughs> and another one was determined. It was like determined, like was too big of a word. It should be like, it, 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 I forget what it said verbatim, but it was like, it said, something along, it said something along the lines of some people might have difficulty figuring out what you mean by this. And I was so like, you know, okay, hang on. So I got into the, so I Googled literacy rate. <laughs> okay. What do you think? What? How many people out of a hundred do you think are totally illiterate? And by like illiterate, read 100? at all. I will read you the definition of what they mean. Okay. Uh, adults uh, ba -ba -ba, below level one literacy defined as unable to successfully determine the meaning of sentences, read relatively short texts to locate a single piece of information, or complete simple forms. How many out of a hundred people do you think that describes? Uh, or what percent? Well, this is going to be like, is this overall like in nationwide? In, the, in the, all of USA. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, this is for adults too, for clarity. Out of a hundred, I'll say nine out of a hundred. You think nine I'm out of a hundred people more, are I'm a totally bit more illiterate? I'm a yes. bit more pessimistic. I'm a bit because I've dealt with the public a lot during the pandemic. And when um, I say illiterate, I mean literally can't read. Like. And cannot read. I don't even know if I know a hundred people, and if I do, they're probably there's at least some nine percent. Okay, what's your guess, Sam? They can't reach out because they can't text because they can't read. Um, I I just through the pandemic, I've had to deal with the general public so much that, and and then I might be super jaded, but I'm willing to say that like a quarter, like twenty five percent. You think twenty five percent of people? Okay. Can't I read? I genuinely believe I, like a quarter, I need like twenty five percent. I need to. I need to to reiterate that the people that i'm talking about literally can't read it would be like giving it, it would be like me giving you a book in german like that's what yeah. these people that's what that's what you think one in I'm four dead. people I th see i think, I think you know 25 percent of people are that bad literally do. can't can't I'm gonna reduce mine to five percent okay five percent of people can't read. tom you're very close it's four four percent of one out of 25 people literally cannot read Wow. <laughs> okay, That's but it gets incredible. but it gets worse than that, okay? 14% of Americans have level 1 literacy. Okay? I I'm not going to define what all of them are. Uh but basically half of America, just about half, it's like 49% of Americans can't read above an 8th grade level. <laughs> oh dear. Unfucking believable to me. It's unbelievable. You know, haven't there been like lots of studies done about like how important vocabulary is to a developing brain when you're a kid, like yeah. being yeah. exposed to. They have. I've read oh, up wait, on it. It's I, more than it's fifty-two percent of people are at yeah. a seventh grade or below reading level. I believe that. So that, is that like that must it. be like comprehension, or can they like literally they just look at a, a word that's like three syllables and they're like, oh, what is this? Um. So or for get mad at it for being there. For the four percent people, literally can't read anything. Period. Uh, yeah. The next group, the fourteen percent people. Uh, hang on. I I don't have. Don't understand what they're reading above an eighth grade level. If it's something, it's like, 
they can like the the things that I said before. So like level one, they can successfully determine the meaning of sentences. They can read relatively short texts to locate a single piece of information, and they can complete simple forms. Mm, I gotcha. But like any word more than like three syllables is probably going to be a head stumper in like all cases. Damn. <laughs> Damn, we stupid. It's un- no, that so it's was like- unbelievable to me. So it's like um. They've done studies that we're getting weaker, like significantly weaker as a species with power steering and automatic doors and all that. these things that like make oh, our we life We have easier. fucking like, grocery stores now. Like, yeah, of, of course I'm weaker than my great grandparents. Yeah, like, I don't have to kill weaker my food. Weaker, like, <laughs> almost chase incom- it down. We're, we're, we're almost <laughs> incomparable, even like you said to your great grandparents. Like we yeah. are almost unrecognizable. Like we're literally evolving into a very weak, squishy species that's good at hitting buttons to blow things up. I think that uh, we're doing the same thing with our brains. Like, we're just getting dumber. Like, the idiocracy (laughs) movie. Like, I think we're literally doing that. Actually, this one's hot off the presses. Uh, Let me find this. I I saw an article today in The Verge, okay? Uh, It's basically about how advanced level graduate students in STEM courses don't know how to use computers. What? And, okay, so... Uh, here we go. This, I'm just going to read the head. This is a really long article, but this like gets the, this, this gets the idea. Okay. Catherine Garland, an astrophysicist, astrophysicist, Jesus, started seeing problems in 2017. She was teaching an engineering course and her students were using simulation software to model turbines for jet engines. She'd laid out the assignment clearly, but after, but student after student was calling her over for help. They were getting the same error message. The program could not find their files. Garland thought it would be an easy fix. She asked each student where they'd save their project. Could they be on the desktop? Perhaps in the shared drive? But over and over, she was met with confusion. What are you talking about? Multiple students replied. <laughs> no. Not only did they not know where their files were saved, they didn't understand the question. Hmm. I, you know, that I'll, sounds I'll post outrageous. You, I'll post this That's, if you want to read it. That's, that sounds outrageous at the outset, but having worked in IT... That actually makes complete sense. <laughs> you think so? I don't. I find that I, I so have hard worked to like uh, you. You do some like computer work for some very smart, like engineering people that literally just don't know how. Like they know how to do their specific tasks, and anything that like deviates from that even slightly is it might as well it the computer might as well just explode. Like, See, I would believe it about college students, but it just seems to me like you wouldn't be able to get your four-year degree without learning how to save files. That's where that's where I'm getting hung this, up. This you said in graduate programs, right? Yes. In uh, later in the article, they say how uh, like a few a few of the professors that they've talked to, it's now a part of their curriculum. They'll do like a two hour lecture explaining how like to use a computer. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I guess I just don't understand where they're getting their undergrad because it like I had to like just for my four year nursing degree, which is not by any means anything even close to like designing new jet engines or whatever. I had to like do a statistics course that had me running like small programs to retrieve data and like form and, and compile it into reports and things like that. Um, I just I have a really hard time believing that you would get through a four year STEM degree without knowing how to save a file. Like that does that does not that does not add up to me. Even at, at a community college, I took some classes at a community college. Even there, you had to save a file and turn it in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you should read the article. It's it's medium length. It's, it's not short, but it's not long. 
Well, uh, it says right here, professors are struggling to teach Gen Z. So that'd be before millennials. So I'm very curious to see. Well, after millennials, Gen Z. Gen Z's after millennials? Yeah, yes. Zoomers. The Zoomers, Is yeah. It? Sheesh. The Zoomers don't know how to save. They know how to create a TikTok and account and well, but that, upload files. That's part of the problem. Is that yeah? It's that, it's that all been it's all makes... been obfuscated by like by like like phones and tablets and like all these apps that just kind of magically work. Uh, and like you're not really you're not as involved in the process of using so, technology. So here's anymore. where the, so okay. That's why so everyone the, needs to use Linux right now. So here's where the disconnect probably is, is I'm probably old enough that I don't know any of the new technology. So I just don't, like, it's probably like to that opposite problem where I don't understand how you would create a document and not have to save it. Like, if you <laughs> grew up, I'm sure it exists. If your experience but, with technology was like a Chromebook that your school gave you and just using your iPhone all the time, like, you would actually have no fucking clue how to use a computer. Like, you would have no idea at all how to use a computer. But again, I just don't know how you'd get through your four-year degree. That's where I'm getting really hung up. Like, I don't know how you do four years of college before you start your graduate program and never have to turn in an assignment. It's like... Or print an assignment. Like, that's... Uh, no, well, you do... Uh, so, that's part of it, though, because you can use, without knowing fuck all about how a computer works, you can do that kind of stuff. Like, you can ease... Like, you can go on Google and, like, make a Word document and whatever, and, like... At no point, like if you if you write up something in Google Docs, you at no point did you ever save it. It just is saved, and you don't know where oh, really? it is. It's just in Google, like you and you just go back into Google. Yeah, and it pops it's back just up. there. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it, like you never say. actually do anything. You just you know what I mean. So like, That's I, a, like I, I will I will admit I'm at the age where like if I'm working on a shared document like for work and like another like line pops up and I can see that somebody else is working on it at the same time. I still think it's like witchcraft. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I, I'm working on this. How could they be in here? And they're like actively typing while they're putting in their data while I'm putting in uh -huh. mine. I'm like, oh, the future. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so maybe it's I'm like, just, it's interesting. I'm, oh, do you have some, Sam? I was going to say, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm so out of touch that I, I literally don't understand how these kids are doing it. Like, I, I don't know. What are these kids doing? Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to think back because, like, I think when I was first like exposed to a computer, right, like how to operate to do something, right, usually it was like playing a game, and I think we all kind of fell into like the post like DOS, uh, like we I were all on, using. I started on MS DOS. I remember MS DOS very mm -hmm. clearly. Like I okay. remember having to hit run program and put in the diskette and all that kind of stuff. Okay, like, so Sam remembers tape based computers. Um, he was familiar with uh, punch cards as well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I I remember when CD drives became a thing, and I thought that it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Like I still all right, Grandpa, take I'm your pills. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I can remember uh, because it was really cool. I came home from school one day, and we had a new computer. Um, and they hadn't told me that we were getting it or anything like that. And I, for the first, I can I still feel like that kind of cool nostalgic head rush from the first time I pulled out like a diskette and like looked at it yeah. shining and put it in the computer and, and, and it ran. Like, I remember that it was like a big thing. Yeah. I guess I do. I remember floppies like briefly. That was like our first family computer. We had floppy disks, but I do kind of, I don't have like a distinct memory. Like you do Sam of like the transition between, but then it was like, Oh, I can play red alert now. <laughs> that was like the jump. Cause it was on a CD. Red um, alert came way later. It was like encyclopedia and Carta was like the big one 3d movie maker this will reach other people from my time it's probably before that one spider-man cd program where you make the little animations oh yeah uh but yeah it's interesting because like i think 
So we're none of us are like the to get this computer to work, you have to like program everything to do it. Like you like you didn't have to order a book via mail to type in lines of code to get to like program a game into a computer to play it. No, no, not that. Um but we were but there's also the element of like to get something accomplished you had to do a little bit of troubleshooting. Um cuz things just wouldn't work all the time. Yeah, like you would yeah, all the pieces were there, but it wasn't just like magic. Like you had to like make it work. Yeah, you like you think of like a phone now like like permissions for example like you boot up an app on your iphone and then it asks you for like a bunch of permissions can i look at this can i look at your photos and all that kind of stuff can i see where you are in real time can i have the address of your parents can i that stuff seems like super simple now but like if you that wasn't even a concept (laughs) before it was like well not something that like you had any control over like necessarily unless you really knew what you were doing yeah like it's everything's been so simplified now in terms of computing uh, so like there isn't like a troubleshooting element if like a lot of people's solutions is if it doesn't work it's broke <laughs> and it, it, it cannot possibly be fixed also like, I don't... but if I wanted to play like tribes 2 on a PC <laughs> yeah and I couldn't get it to launch it was like okay uh, maybe I'll get the the driver's CD for this graphics card <laughs> and then install those see if that does and it's like there's a lot more it was way more involved to try to like do anything in computers. Also, I would be curious at, from like a curriculum standpoint, like nationwide, because when I was a kid there, we had computer class and like you learned how to type and you learned how to like do basic shit and like spreadsheets, you know, whatever you yeah, learned like yep. really basic stuff, or I guess I would say it's really basic stuff. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently it's not anymore, but I wonder if like, did that curriculum change or did schools stop doing that? Or was mine just like an aberration and like most people never did that? Or I don't know. I think it was probably expensive to keep up with new hardware year over year. Yeah. Yeah. When a school got a new computer, it was like a huge deal. That would be my assumption. I guess I don't really know. But like at the same time, Chromebooks are like super cheap. And that's what like a lot of schools just like get like a truckload of them. I, 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 that's probably like easily where the majority of Chromebooks go is contracts with school districts. Yeah, so I guess that does that also just feeds into your point though, because Chromebooks are like it's like, not a, it's like full an, computers. Yeah, it's like, a it's phone, like an Android yeah. laptop. It just has it has a keyboard. That's the only resemblance, basically. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's really bizarre. That's wild because like you think of like the early era of the internet and like dial up and all that stuff that we went through and like again, like you were more involved then with a computer than you are now. Now it's just like a device that you expect to function some way and when it doesn't it's not working and it's like either you need to replace the device which is another huge issue like just as far as like manufacturing goes and stuff like that like like a tv now if your tv stops yeah, working there's nowhere like you know honest joe's vacuum tube repair shop yeah, yeah you don't like, like you don't open the back and start troubleshooting it's impossible like it's not made to be repaired. yeah you just trash can it yeah that's for sure so cars are heading that way too for sure I keep thinking about that, how you're going to need like a, a computer degree just to work on a car pretty soon. Can yeah, I, well, that's like, no. outrageous. Can yeah, I drop I one like more fun fact? Sure. Yeah, yeah, cool. So GMC is bringing back the Hummer. Why? Uh, they're making so it so well in the first place. They're, it, well, it's, it's an EV now. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. All right. Would you like to know? Let's go through, through some specs here, okay? Purely electric vehicle. 
First of all, it's enormous, okay? It has to ha hold all the batteries. It weighs... <laughs> it's double A's. It's just like 8,000 yeah, double yeah, batteries. It's like an old flashlight. You like turn it over and like <laughs> yeah. pull off the panel and there's like 5,000 double A batteries. I'm going to contextualize this number because people who don't know a lot about cars, it, it's probably just like a number. But it weighs 9,063 pounds. That is okay. a chonky boy. A fully loaded, like, Ford, like, F-250 Super Duty with, like, the double rear wheels and everything is, like, 5,000 pounds. Holy crap. It's literally, oh, like, two fully loaded it's like gigantic pickup trucks. Yes. I was going to say, you need, you fact, need your Class C license to it, drive it, I was going to say, in fact, in Wisconsin, the cutoff for a CDL is, for a commercial license, is 10,000 pounds. So the instant you like hook up anything to tow, you you can't. <laughs> you need a fucking license, like a CDL though. Okay, nine thousand pounds, zero to sixty in three seconds, even, which is oh. as fast as I mean, name name Dude, name people whatever. Are gonna die. Name, name whatever car you think is fast. It's as fast as that. That's like Lamborghini, Ferrari, whatever fast. That's like a. Death torpedo. That's like the most yeah, dangerous people, thing I've ever heard of in my life. Going, the stupidest people, thing I've ever heard. People are going to die. This Hummer is going, yeah. is going to kill people. It's literally it's just not a the people in the road. Hummer. Everybody yeah. else better look out, though. I rem I dropped the take like six months ago or something on the podcast that like these ev like these this new era of cars are too fast, and I don't think people un okay maybe not too fast. I don't think people understand how fast they are. They and are too furious, though. I don't think like true. I don't think Karen, the soccer mom, coming out of her, like, I don't know what she's in now, her, like, her BMW suburban. X5. Yeah, her Suburban. Yeah. Oh, what's the, what's the, the G-Wagon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Karen coming out of her G-Wagon is, is prepared, is qualified to drive this vehicle. It's just literally anybody with, like, 90 grand can go and buy. Yeah, that's like, it's that's like a tank with shit. that can just, like, yeah. instantly speed up. This thing is uh, genuinely scary. <laughs> Wait, you know, while we're on the topic, what are you driving right now, like Tom? Uh, me? Yeah, you. We'll go through uh, both of you. I drive a Ford Fiesta. It weighs like 10 pounds. It's tiny. Uh, What year? 2014. Your car weighs... Doo -doo -doo. It doesn't tell me. Uh, okay, fine. We'll do the focus. Yeah, you already know what I drive because you rode in it. Uh, 2,900 pounds. It's three focuses. Yeah. It's three <laughs> of, three of your car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Fucking so here's the, just to bring it home, Duluth, icy hills in the winter. If you're in a Hummer, <laughs> you're going to be, it's going to be a gigantic cannonball flying down the hill that no one yeah. could possibly stop. It's going to plow through six cars through three Children intersections. Children will die. That's Splatter like also whenever you're looking at whenever you're like shopping for cars or whatever and you're looking at safety ratings, all of those are done based on cars weighing I think it's thirty five or forty five hundred pounds, I don't remember. So like you get a car so like safety ratings for cars and like crash testing, it's all a zero sum game, right? Like your car doesn't need to be super safe it just needs to be structurally stronger than whatever the one you hit is right because like yeah. you it's just yeah because one of them yeah. two things hit each other one is gonna win and one is gonna lose the hummer is always going to win yeah, yeah. every time <laughs> and it could like hit a mac truck and like still probably be okay oh my god okay oh, that's just on the topic man you know what i don't understand about about today is money yeah where are people getting this money you see people buying NFTs for like $60,000 and it's a picture of a monkey. 
and like obviously there's some money laundering and stuff going on there but it's but regular human beings like regular joes get sucked into that and i just want to know are they taking out credit are they destroying themselves for it or does does the average person have like seventy thousand dollars sitting around they're like oh i'll buy this picture of a monkey i don't it's know be great. i know that the market was really good to a lot of people the last like two years that's yeah, why i think like i think luxury money, goods yeah. in general are like on the rise in you know purchasing wise I, people i think people just have people in general have more money also i, Not I don't this remember person. the exact st- statistic but like the projection for the remainder of this decade is that it's going to be like massive consumer spending because of the amount of money accumulated over covid people just not spending the as large amounts as they would in normal life mm-hmm. so like the projection is that there's going to be a huge economic boom i don't know how true that is this is just something i heard secondhand because yeah just because like people aren't spending as much so it's like everything's being hoarded for now but like there's going to be a time when people are like okay i i feel safe enough to start spending money again yeah i think COVID life in COVID has actually been good <laughs> for a lot of people. Obviously, not everybody, and obviously not for a lot of people. But uh, not like, the dead ones. But for uh, <laughs> nah, for fuck them. For a lot of people, like economically, I think are doing very well. Uh, and in general, lots of things are priced really high right now. Houses, cars, everything is basically in a bubble. Graphics right now. cards. True, graphics cards. Yeah. I, so I think there's a lot of people who have more money than usual. Uh, and a lot of those people aren't buying the stuff that they normally would because they're waiting for prices to come down. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would buy that in like two years when like supply chains and stuff are more chill. That there's gonna be like a huge run on a lot of products. Hey, speaking of luxury goods, I want to talk about the Xbox Series S. Yeah. So. I uh you guys yeah. go ahead and roll with it. I've I've made my opinion pretty clear about it. I'm going to pee real quick, but I'll be back yep. jumping. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, basically everything that Sam had said about Xbox is true. <laughs> it's like So, just from my perspective, I remember when these new consoles were announced and then Xbox said, "Oh, we got the series." Well, first of all, the naming convention is stupid and I hate it and I still hate it. But uh, they has, where they said they were going to do two consoles. One was going to be like the top of the line flagship model. Uh, uh, can compete with like the PS5. They're like roughly the same specs. And then they were going to do like this neutered, or what I perceived as a neutered model, the Series S, which just kind of seemed like what well, I, I didn't think that there was any value to it whatsoever. Just because, like, if you're going to buy a next-gen console, why wouldn't you just, like, go all in and, like, get something that actually is pretty amazing? Everybody feels but, bad in general. Like, you're looking at, like, the lower-tier thing. You always, like, secretly want the best thing, you know? Right, right. But, you know, time has passed since those went out. Um, Series Xs and PS5s are sold out, like, everywhere. Uh, still, it's impossible to get one. But there was always Series S's available. Like it seemed like they couldn't give them away for like a long time because it was always the advertisements on new sites. It's like get your next gen console. It's a Series S, <laughs> and uh, and I think people were like, it became kind of the, uh, it's like jingle all the way with uh, the pink the, guy. Yeah, it's Turbo Man, and then the Buster. other thing, Buster, Buster. or yeah. whatever. And they're like, I don't want Buster. I want Turbo Man. And I think that's kind of what it turned into. But let me tell you, folks, the Series S 
is a, the sleeper hit of this generation, I think. I love my Series S. I truly do. Yeah, I'm a big, X, big fan. Don't you have an X, Sam? No, I didn't buy like the big one. I bought, I bought the, the Series S, the cheap one. What? Yeah. Is that true? That's 100% true. I thought you had a Series X. I don't know why no, I, I have thought a, that. I, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm not in a position of hurting. I have a PS5 uh, disc version, and then I have the Series S. I have the, I have the uh, for lack of a better word, the cheapy Xbox, which I, I was always fine with. I knew what it was going to be for me, and I knew what I wanted it to do, and it does it beautifully. Yeah, same. I what it is. haven't so. felt like any kind of limitation, whatever. Like, it is excellent. Dang. I was going to go into a whole thing as like, well, now we can actually compare and contrast, but I okay. Well, we all have Series S's, and we're all satisfied. Can I shout out how customers. sick Quick Resume is? Oh, dude! Yeah. Yeah, oh Quick my Resume god! Is rad. It, no, it seems I've, like I've, all the marketing seems like a complete meme. It's like, oh, you mean like, I like. You, you know, you know what the, the marketing was missing out on? All they had to say was, "Hey, you don't have to watch the intro for every game every time." Like where you see like the studio names and like brought to you by and like all yeah, the, Bethesda the, Game like, Studios, like the like the registered trademarks and the disclaimers and the seizure warning and like the ma- the main menu. Like, hey, yeah. skip all that shit. Go back into the game. It's like that's it. I need you yeah. know like cumulatively how many probably do- hundreds of hours I've spent just looking at those stupid fucking. Like yeah, in menus. Oh, legitimately, yeah. oh my legitimately God. as a busy dad with like a career, like I get to play in short bursts and it still throws me off every time I like, you know, log in and I click on it. And I'm right back where I was. I was like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, Yeah. So, and like, I was like, as far as this being like a sleeper thing, it's like, okay, so basically what you get with a series X is 4k gaming, like stable 60 4k. And that's kind of, that seems to be the mark of the current next gen, like PS5. Like that's the that's the benchmark, right? Uh-huh. That's what everybody's shooting for. 4K 60. Um, as far as like PC gaming and stuff, I haven't really upgraded my PC in quite a while. Uh, I play on 1080p monitors, and I have literally no problem with it whatsoever. Like I've never felt like I needed anything more than that. 4K is really cool, and the PS5 looks really nice. But the Series S is it just kills it in that range. It's like, it's, how much is it? 300 bucks? 299, yep. Yeah. yeah. 300 bucks, you get basically what is equivalent to my gaming PC, which would have cost way more than that to perform in a similar way. Yeah. For way cheaper. And Game Pass is awesome. It's like, anybody who's not, I would recommend this especially to like people who aren't like, super hardcore into gaming like people who like maybe had a 360 back in the day but they kind of fell off if you get a series s you're going to be completely happy you're going to be blown away by this thing because it's like there's it there's so much microsoft has also just been killing it with like their ecosystem and like backwards compatibility and everything like it's wild how much stuff you can play from even the original xbox and uh yeah, I just like I I think people are maybe should give a second look to the Series S, especially since the X is so hard to get. And then just also just weigh like what exactly are you gonna be using this thing for? Do you want the top of the line 4K sixty? If not, if you can handle ten eighty, you're gonna be completely yeah, satisfied. It's, uh, I'm I've been super, super, super I've been like playing it a bunch. I, I'm really happy with buying it. I 
I think I've probably at this point got almost as much time in the Xbox as my PS5. <laughs> I bought that like a year yeah. and a half ago. I think that's, that's what I said. Like, if there's a house fire, the one I'd buy again is the uh, Xbox. I love my PS5. It just hasn't done anything for me yet. You yeah. Tell the Elden Ring. Bit delaying things. <laughs> yes, Elden Ring. Yes. Tarnished. No. Uh, <laughs> um, the Xbox is definitely like the, I would call it the fun, the fun gamer system. And I think what PlayStation did this generation that's saving them is somehow their uh, their limited supply turned them into a meme. Like, if you go on TikTok or social media or anything like that, like, you have even just pretty girls dancing around going like, are you going to choose me or the PS5? And, you know, every single response is the PS5. Like, it elevated itself into, like, that Taco Bell kind of marketing stature where it just... It just is gaming right now, and the fact that Taco Bell is what you eat when you're high, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the two go together hand in hand. And that's going to slip, like, people are going to eventually find the Series S and figure out what it is and what it can do for them. And I think we're going to see some sharp whiplash, especially as the PS5 refuses to release anything substantial. Um, They just released Horizon. I don't know what the sales numbers... I'm sure the sales were huge because everybody was hungry for anything to play. Um. Yeah. But they're not really providing a lot of exclusives in that area. They did Ratchet and Clank, and I can't imagine that sold too well. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people... They hyped that. that game a lot, but I just didn't yeah. give a shit about it. I don't know. It's no, I, I have no desire to me. play it. Um, it's like, maybe this will help some people that are in a similar situation. But for me, it's not worth it to upgrade a PC right now with the chip shortage. It's outrageously expensive. Like Graphics cards are like 150% more expensive than they should be. And there's no supply anywhere. You can never get something for at least MSRP. Like, or what it's supposed to be priced at. You're going to be paying a premium just to get the thing. And, like, a new graphics card now is like, I don't know, $1,600 for just a graphics card. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> for, like, the new the new graphics card, you know, like the, thir- uh, the 3080 or whatever it is. Or 3090 or whatever. Um... PlayStation hasn't really been, I th- the, yeah, like the COVID dev thing is probably true. It's thrown everything off. So one of these years, there's going to be just like nonstop hit after hit. But like, it's been kind of sucky because <laughs> there's not been a whole lot of things that are interesting to play on PlayStation. But uh, basically where the Series S fits in for myself is for all like the big AAA, super awesome, exclusive, like next gen awesomeness that's what i'll have the ps5 for for everything else literally everything else the xbox is excellent uh it fills in a a nice gap between not it's not feasible to upgrade a pc and the ps5 isn't releasing enough to keep my interest so it's it's it plugged in perfectly anybody in a similar situation might understand but that's just how it works for me. I don't like. What do you guys think? Like, what's what do you find most? How does it fit into your gamer lifestyle? It's been mostly a nostalgia machine for me so far. Well, that's true too. Going yeah, back sure. and playing, like between EA Play and Game Pass and stuff, like going back and playing. I, 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 from the outset, I bought the Xbox to be a Skate Three machine. I was literally like, yep. I I will pay three hundred dollars to play Skate, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> And that's what, that's basically what I've been doing so far. I've been playing a yeah, hell of a lot awesome. of Skate Three. 
And that's a, that, this thing is just like, it's such an excellent little console. Like, it, Microsoft really had, like, they kept all the right details in. So, like, when you boot up an original Xbox game, you get, like, the reactor intro. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, all the aesthetics are there. Uh, same with 360. You get the classic, like, orb with the rainbow thing effect. Um, and they could have just as easily said, no, nah, just boot straight into the game. Like a PC. Like, don't even... There's no intro. Yeah. It's not a... Like, but it feels so special Those consoles don't way. exist. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it sounds stupid, but that's, like, true. Like... You know, like it's it had been a very long time since I've seen the reactor intro on an Xbox, and that's nostalgic for myself. And then th- there's still leagues ahead as far as like chat and party management from PlayStation. PlayStation, especially the PS5, is like so bizarrely convoluted. Until they get like Discord working, it's just such a pain in the ass to use. Whereas like you can have multiple instances of parties with the same people in the parties. And then it like saves like the history, and then you have to like leave parties to join regular chat in a game. Like it's there's so much just nonsense to it. So yeah, I th- I just think they've been killing it, man. They've been killing it. It's gonna be interesting. All right, I have an update. Uh-huh. If you remember from last season, I uh, wasn't a big thing about how. I had an acquaintance who became TikTok famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they elevated, and then they were making money setting up Zoom calls with people. They were making a lot of money doing that. Um, I have said in TikTok that I'm not interested in them, but they keep popping up. And uh, what they've the latest development is they've doubled their viewership. They're now over 2 million uh, followers, which is huge. Good just, Lord. Just gigantic. Um, they started just releasing straight terrible commercials, like for products. And um, I knew that if I brought this up again, I would start being perceived as this bitter uh, person who maybe had like a former grudge or like (laughs) just did not like these people. So there's a reason. I think there's some shame being like a male in 30s using TikTok. Like I think nobody wants to admit. Everybody does it. I think most people have it. Um, Maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people have it. But like I'm right in that demographic where there's no way I have it and it's not creepy. So I've really avoided sharing stuff with you guys. Uh-huh. But I knew that if I was going to bring this up again, I had to actually let you guys see it. So I shared it with you. Yep. And without, without any prodding from me, I want you guys to share your thoughts on what these people are creating that is making them more money than I will make as a nurse during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please. I, I, I want to know your thoughts that are not tainted from any kind of history or previous knowledge of these it individuals. It offended me. It was it like did, it did more than offend. I think me. I, I said something along the lines in the chat of like, I actually didn't know you could like this. This used to be the kind of shit that we would send to each other. It, you'd like find it on YouTube with like nine views from like from like seven years ago and be like, look at this. <laughs> but now it's like a living for people. That's what it's like. Yeah, it's a it's a new shameful. Low. It's there. Oh God! How Calling do, it low effort even... <laughs> is an insult to the people who don't even try. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's not even pretending to be good. It's just like, and well, this will transition nicely into shite house. So we'll we'll kind of follow the same same thing. But this like bite size, massive air quotes, content machine that TikTok has become 
It's there's like you don't even have to think to like plan out something. You just like stand in front of a camera and do whatever and it seems like people are watching it. Like just dumb shit. And you get extra points if you're like funny looking or like the opposite. Extremely spectrum. attractive. Yeah. 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 Extremely like it's still a platform for attractive people. Those are still mostly now I'm not gonna get into that. Uh it's it's definitely a platform for attractive people traditionally. <laughs> right. It, I don't know. This it was like so I'm going to go ahead and set it up. I'm going to explain the one that made me share, the one that broke me, the Kim that I shared. I want to explain that the acting is abysmal. Beyond a bit. It's like, <laughs> ima- you know, for anybody who has kids, you know your kid will be like, I made a show for you and you have to watch it and act like it's the best thing you've yeah, ever seen. Yeah. Because you love your kid. That's a good analogy. It is that level of of production. And it's it's her slamming the door going, you forgot our 16 month anniversary or something. And then he's like, oh, man, uh, it's literally, I, I, I'm, uh, you guys stop me if I'm exaggerating. Yeah. And he goes, oh, man, I was watching the basketball game, and I forgot that it was our anniversary, but I got her Book of the Month Club. And then he hands her the book, and she's like, what's Book of the Month Club? And he's like, it, it's a club that sends you books every month. Yeah. And she's like, wow. And then now, proceeds to go into, like, the copy for the ad. Yeah, just uh, straight trying, reading. Trying to pass yeah. it off as natural. And it's like. It's a subscription service that you pay X dollars a month to receive a new book every month. They really focus in on authors that you would they think that you would like, you know, like. That's as much as a cup of coffee a day. Yeah, just like yeah, <laughs> straight like, reading that. Like, yeah. Shut. And it had that, like two million likes. <laughs> it had like, and I have to go in the comments section because I'm like, people have to hate this. People have to hate this. And I know that they're probably shadow banning people. But a majority of the comments are literally like, I love you guys. Oh, my God. So cute. You got in the book of the month club. I love books. Oh, man. Go- couple goals. That's like always the big one. Uh, and just what is wrong with humanity? Like the people are watching that to be entertained. They're not even like, I don't even know. Yeah, they're it's aware like they're free they're time. They're like, yeah, let me boot up. The t- like, yeah, let me boot up the TikTok. Well, and you just watch like a four minute ad and you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're. Oh, God. So then I had to share another one. Yep. I had to share another uh, one. I don't remember and this one. one in my opinion, this one is worse. I blocked this out is the, the other one. This is the one, in my opinion, that really made me sick. Oh, wait, was it the sandwich one? Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. It's, it's her and she's making a sandwich. And he and every time he has like this, uh, like their whole thing is like they're the perfect couple. That's, I think, what people, I think very lonely, terminally lonely Christians who are like saving sex for marriage love this because I think that they like idealize it. But he always has this voice, which is not at all what he actually sounds like in real life. Where he's like, oh, babe. Like, am I, like, that's, you know. Yeah. So he goes up to her and he's like, oh, babe, I want a bite of your sandwich. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess because I love you, you could have a bite of my sandwich. And then, like, he grabs it and then literally, it doesn't even show him. On the bottom it says, proceeds to aggressively eat entire sandwich. Yeah. Like, they don't even they don't even put in the effort and, uh, of showing Also, him he eat doesn't the actually eat the entire sandwich. Yeah. Well, he could have screwed up the take, like, and then he'd have to eat multiple sandwiches. Like they, they don't show you <laughs> yeah, it. I'm they, sure they have they multiple the, takes. <laughs> the camera's on her the whole time, and then she goes, "You ate my sandwich," and she's like all upset. And then he goes, "I'm just kidding, babe. I'm gonna get you whatever you want." And she's like, "I want a McDouble," and that's that's the video. Yeah, that is it. That's that's, that's literally the video. what the video is. And he's like, okay, babe, I'll get you a McDouble. And that's that's literally, and I think that was that was like their highest viewed one. It had something like 20 million views and like yeah. 30 million likes. And I, <laughs> I'm going to launch, this might, this is tangent, well, it's pretty related. We're in a weird 
time for media in general. Uh, this isn't directly related. Well, actually, it, it kind of actually is because TikTok is Chinese. Between like Chinese uh, influences on like film and it's starting to happen in video games and the fact that a- advertisement, you can't... There's nobody's watching TV anymore. You don't get ads traditionally or like what would be we would consider traditional in our lifetime. Like you're not you don't just sit and watch a show and then there's a bunch of ads and then you watch it. You're like you get Netflix, right? There's no ads on Netflix except there is. The shows are the ads. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like the Truman show. Do you remember the Truman show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they'd like yeah, be exactly. having a heart to heart and you'd be like, "Now that's a beer." And like you'd show yeah, it to yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And like Yeah. And now this is also happening with like just general like like content you think of like videos on YouTube at like the dawn of YouTube. It was just like funny or weird or bizarre crap that people recorded and thought was funny. And that was the end of it. Then as soon as like money entered into the equation and people realized that they could start making lots of money off of ad revenue, then that kind of traditional advertisement thing came back with like YouTube and stuff. Uh, so it would be like you're watching a video, then an ad plays. Okay. Everybody gets ad block. If you don't have ad block, you're stupid. I like I don't know what your problem is if you don't have ad block in your browser. I so, treat ad block like condoms. I have three. <laughs> so that's oh, it's always a triple beggar. So then that's everybody <laughs> saying my massive loads. That's everybody the saying, ads. No, 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 no. I don't want any ads. Stop it. So companies that need to advertise, their options are limited now so now we have like it's baked into what you're looking for what you're enjoying so like podcasts they always like oh now let's hear a word from our sponsor sherry's berries yeah and they just read the copy or the content itself is an ad like everything's ads now (laughs) like everything that you want to watch or enjoy is either has ads forced into it or is an ad yeah I don't like oh God. the ads are coming from inside the house. Exactly. Yeah. Unironically. <laughs> no, you know, we can spin off of that because what I've been thinking about, okay, so this whole, we're not going to get too much into it because I mean, I'm sure Corey knows all about it. I know what an average person tangentially studying from afar knows. Uh, this Russia Ukraine thing is, is heating up a lot. Yeah. And I was on Reddit the other day and, and like the top three posts were all like, I am a Russian and I have to tell you that there's no war. Like, we don't want this. Like, I think America is creating this problem to get numbers for voting and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I'm and sure. everybody was buying into it and they're like, yeah, the Russians are just peaceful. What is this? Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I was, <laughs> I was laughing. So how ignorant would you have to be? Like, there's no control over Reddit. So, I mean, you're Putin and you're sitting there and you're like, I want to do a psyop. And that used to be really hard. You used to have to work really yeah. hard to do psyop, like plant sleeper agents and do all this stuff. And now it occurs to me, most human beings get their news from Reddit. So, like, you're Putin, you're sitting there and, like, oh, I'm just going to make this... I mean, people like the story of peace, so it's going to rise really quick, and it's going to get put on the front page. And you're just like, man, we're here in Russia, and we don't want any war. This isn't happening. Nah, there's there's totally not going to be an invasion. And, like, of course, everybody wants that. That's the narrative that they want, right? Yeah. So, but what I love about it is it sneaks in, like, this whole, like, element where they're like, America is creating this problem. Like, it doesn't exist. Like, America is lying to you. They're... Russia doesn't want no little yeah. piece of, of poor Ukraine or, or even better, Ukraine wants to be part of Russia. You know what I mean? Yep. And people are falling for it. And I just think about how easy, like we're already such, we're, we're so unstable as a country right now. Like there is no, we're split down the middle, first of all. 
and that is continuing to intensify. And how easy it is it is it to just even turn us against the national narrative that hey maybe we need to be involved in this for for its far-reaching implications, then have like <laughs> literally a, a Russian agent post on Reddit. Uh, nah, America's the bad guys. Trust me, guys. I, I'm Russian, and everybody just immediately is like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." There's and I'm like, that's been like brewing for so long, to, especially with like, well, our generation, like the millennials, and especially Gen Zs. Like, there's like this brooding undercurrent of America is the sole evil in the world, and if we if we didn't exist, it would be a better place because of you know like slavery and colonization and all that kind of stuff, but those things are true and they're bad things, but that doesn't mean the country is like you, it's the baby in the bathwater. Like you don't, you, the, the assumption shouldn't be you, like, there's like the self-loathing, like the country is going through like a self-loathing period. It seems like with, especially younger people where it's like, you feel bad that you live in America or are American. And I don't, that, that's one of the reasons I had to get off Reddit. Cause it was just get It was so, it was infecting everything. And like, like so there were so many threads of just like some european person talking shit about america and before it would be like hey fuck you you're just some euro trash and it's like okay that's the internet but then it's like yeah yeah dude you're right america sucks and i suck haha it's like what is your problem stand up for yourself that's my thing getting into a really sensitive topic which is um racial progression or how we handle race in america I have liked to always think of myself as an ally. I I want equality, and I believe in the fact that everybody should be born equal, and all all of those great and and, and incredible ideals that I think we can all basically support as long as we're not well, playing Call of Duty on Xbox. What about yeah. the Jews? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. But, um, one thing I've never wanted to do, and one thing that I never understood was now there's like it's it's shifted another level where I'm supposed to hate myself for being white. And specifically, I'm supposed to hate myself for being straight, white, male. Um, and here's the deal. I will support you in anything you want to do. I, I, will, I will be an ally. I'll put my point in. I'll, I'll fight for you to get your piece of that pie and everything like that. But one thing I just refuse to do is I refuse to hate myself for existing. Like, I won't do it. Yeah. Because just like you didn't choose anything you have, I didn't choose anything that I have. Where, and, and, you know, then, then the, the combat to this, if this ever went viral, would be oh, then you need to use, you know, recognize your privilege and use it for good. And to what that point is, unfortunately, that's where the discussion always stops because that's the easy thing to say. If, if it's like church, it's saying, I'll pray for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what we like. We like that surface level stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. Something I simple specific- that, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm supposed to do in any of these conversations is be like, hey, guys, straight white male here. My opinion doesn't count, but just know that I'm here and I support you and I hate myself. And I don't feel like that's constructive. I don't feel no. like that's going to get us anywhere. Well, that's, yeah, um, that, like, there's that whole, I might get shit for talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The anti- yeah, it's definitely, we're definitely, we're on shaky ground. But we're <laughs> the gonna, anti-racist we're... <laughs> movement, I find kind of ridiculous. It, it's not enough to simply not be racist anymore. You have to go out of your way to be like this champion. And you have to crucify yourself. Yeah, and you have to be like, I am a degenerate because I am white. And now I will have to, I have to sacrifice everything in my life to ensure that someone who just happens to not look like me has a better shot than I do now. 
because I I have to tell you, you have to go above and beyond. Like <sighs> I don't know. I, I think it really like, bothers me, especially with the <clears throat> like these like social issues. There's always people racing to be to like to the left of each other, and so like things spiral really quickly, and so you get the like totally insane like like the stuff that you're talking about where it i i I know i've made the joke before about how like when you're (laughs) when you're in a disco there's like three or four people talking or whatever and maybe there's a disagreement and like someone who you agree with says something totally fucking ridiculous and you're like oh like now i'm on this side now like that yeah i think it's like that i think like that shit can like spiral really quickly and things that otherwise are pretty reasonable like lose a lot of steam and credibility because like of the the people who take that shit and run super far if that makes sense yeah no that's true that and that's always been like a a problem it's like extreme minded people co-opting movements to further their weird bizarre extreme things like you see that well, extremism with- is becoming a, a you know the thing that's going to destroy our democracy um and it's because so, exactly yeah. what you're talking about i mean it's all and and genuinely from what i've read and studied it, it genuinely seems like social media was what did this uh we were never meant as a species to know what every single person around yeah, us was it, thinking it does really seem like as long as we were never the- yeah we were <laughs> never supposed to compete like on a stage of this level with one another for popularity by sharing everything we think about everything. Yeah, it seems like, like the internet was a mistake. <laughs> do you know, yeah. what's that, uh, there's a, there's a number. The Dunbar number, number, I know what you're talking the, about. Yeah, the Dunbar number, that's, that always comes up in these discussions. And that's basically like the number of people you can keep in your head at uh, any given time. And it's like 150 is like your max. And that also happens to be like the ideal size of a, human community is that number anything beyond that things start going off the rails yeah, and then like social like, media is like you and two billion other people and it's like it's you, you can't be humane to people like that's another thing it's like just the humanity and humaneness is like out the window now you don't treat other people like humans anymore you treat like it's us versus them in every situation even down to the dumbest shit like consoles or comic books or whatever yeah it's like when you're in traffic and like the other people who are being idiots like they're not human beings they're like totally dehumanized it's like that but it's like they're like goblins behind like the wheel (laughs) (laughs) and yeah like even like even like like i'm not above it i see like these like cro-magnon subhuman morons like yeah and, and, yeah, and you the, say stuff the, you would never say to them in person. Yes, absolutely. And, and then, like, you'll be screaming at them, and they see you in the rear view, and then you both pull up the same stoplight together, and you just look straight ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. And you're like, I didn't say anything. I was... Well. <laughs> yeah, you it's wild. You subhuman like, scumfuck, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's, the internet is like that. It's like one big traffic jam. But we're so... it's, it's Or one big so road rage incident, maybe. I think now it's like a, it's like a, a symbiote. Like now it just is what we are because we let ourselves become the internet. And I think that until we rediscover individuality and do things like, like Tom did, I commend you for it, stepping away from any kind of social media, including Reddit, I don't think it's going to get better. By the way, I would recommend, it, uh, here's a, a test. Just take like a month off and like, I mentioned this on the Megasode 
it was crazy how like little thinking I was actually doing. Because, like, you have the hive to think for you, right? Especially on, like, a Reddit situation. Like, it's like, oh, that's an interesting headline. I wonder what the top comment is. Oh, I agree with what he said. Yeah. It's not every case. But, uh, it's, I think it's important for people to have agency over their own thought and reason. And I think that social media inherently is... Detri like destroys that in a person and that's what leads to all this like you're not you don't you don't think the same way when you're invested in that than you would if you weren't if that makes sense yeah and i'm kind of being vague but i think it'd be a lot easier i have not done it and it would take a lot of effort for me to do it i i genuinely like I feel like I'm always on the fence of things. Like I'm on the fence of being on a diet. I'm on the fence of giving up social media. I think that, and you can confirm or deny this, it'd be easier to turn inward and focus on your family and your community if you weren't like trying to solve the world problems that aren't even your business anyway and hating anybody in your way. Yeah, well, that's yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a great point because like, that's another huge thing is like everybody has the super strong opinions about things that they have zero control over or affect their lives in any way. And but they have some dang strong opinions about them like and this goes back to like yeah like the 2016 election people were like losing their fucking minds my life between presidents has all changed so little <laughs> it's like if you actually like apart from like in i guess ingesting headlines in the background and like goings on and all that kind of stuff all that seems to do is serve to like make people infuriated and i think it's like made to be that way Oh, it absolutely is, because that's what gets engagement, and engagement gives the people. The, the famous saying, if there's no product, you are the product. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that gets you to come back and look is um, the thing that will get you to see ads more, which is what makes them more money. And there's two things that people engage with the most, and that's sex and it's anger. Yeah. Um, we don't like being happy. It's like the Matrix, <laughs> where they created yeah. a paradise and humanity shut it down. I mean, that, that is actually how we operate. We do not like feelings of happy it's why you scroll past the picture of the cute puppy and maybe think for a second oh that was a cute puppy but then you forget about it two seconds later but the uncle or or the the cousin that you know says no nah, the election was rigged in 2020 you immediately engage with that and like let me tell you why that's not and you remember that when you get off instead of the puppy because that's we like we like being stimulated in that way yeah i don't know i don't have a solution for it i would just say maybe it's fucked it's fucked. It is fucked. That's yeah. I think it's beyond repair. I I don't. I, <clears throat> yeah. It's it seems like a. <laughs> I don't. It's like a snowball effect, right? It's just yeah. been getting worse and worse, like exponentially as it goes. Speaking down the of hill. existential crisis and nihilism. All right. <laughs> Shite house. Oh, good call. We're bringing it back. We're yeah, going off. I have been very naughty, boys. I so my life has been very. I'm, I am making excuses. I've been very busy. Uh, the last couple weeks and uh -huh. in the same way that I it, when you listen to Due West I'm not kidding when I say I forget that it existed I forgot that Shite House existed and I'm very sorry hey I well apologize. I'm guilty of not doing Crest in the Wind this week well we, have, we didn't have a Crest in the Wind we have yeah we'll get to that we'll have a brief thing about that but uh, I will say Sam you didn't miss anything do you I remember how we said the second the episode was the same as the first yeah it's yeah the third episode is the same as the second <laughs> it's you know what these kids need? This is just my this is my only hot take. An adult? For the episode. They need a or manager. A bully? 
or a bully. Yeah, they need they need there needs to be like a manager or uh, I can't think of the other word. Yeah, they need just need like a man. They need someone to come in and bang heads. Yeah, they, well, I promise you, they have them. And I promise you that whatever conflict is happening, the manager's set up to be yeah, pro- drama pro- to the sell producers. the show. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah I right. promise. You, I promise you, there's a manager. Like, it's so fucking it's lame. The I whole time, the God, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking back to like my high school days, even, and we had during at least for me and Corey, the huge anti-bullying push kind of started during that era. I'm from the good old days where they encouraged it. <laughs> I remember yeah, it was very like a specifically wink and a my gym teacher, yeah, like, yeah. my gym teacher laughing when the uh, jocks beat the shit out of me, and they're like, ha, 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 "You'll learn, buddy. You'll get better." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's not that's not a lie. Like uh, anybody who went to high school with me will know exactly who I'm talking about, and will remember gym class, and that is what it was like. Yeah, and like so, okay, extremes are always bad. You shouldn't have a psychotic like sociopath kid torturing you every day. Yeah, nobody deserves that. But you need someone to, like, kick your ass every now and again, verbally or physically, depending on the, the case. And the, it just, it seems like these kids are just a product of never having, like, the everything's okay, you're awesome generation. And, like, the, the victim complex generation of, like, people. So since I didn't see it, go ahead and, I, and, I think and it's, do a synopsis for me. What, ha- I th- what happened? I think it's maybe, it's maybe less those things and more, it's like what happens when you've never had a problem in your entire life well that well that that's the same thing though right like a bully's a problem uh, yeah to that's solve. true uh you have no perspective some kind of adversity all. like yeah like proper adversity not like perceived adversity which they have plenty of perceived adversity in this show but it's not any it's not like they're swinging at ghosts for like most of their problems but uh to answer Chase won't thing, do any tiktoks yeah yeah the synopsis is okay so let's see um the cliffhanger from the end of last episode was that what's her name that dragon lady Mm. was uh getting lambasted because apparently she invited somebody who had covid to a party oh yeah um it's that guy the bitch made it out of the hood guy was the guy okay larry i think his name is sure uh, so that was one of the big things in this was like them deciding to talk to each other. She was ghosting him like for weeks because they had to shut down production because of the COVID. And then what else? Uh, so that was one angle. That was like probably a B story. The primary thing is still like that. The fucking I just want to focus on my music, man. And then the other guy's like, I just need you to make a TikTok. Because we have to pay for this house. And he like, it's, he's framed as like the responsible adult one, but he's like still a fucking idiot. Oh, wait, can I complain about something? Well, always. I don't buy this at all. The arc with that Chase guy, how he needed to rest his vocal cords. No, that was made up. That that phone call he got was like, there's no health professional that he, would frame it that he, way. Sam, this guy, for he, he stressed his, vo- his voice out, like recording music or whatever. He, yeah, and he apparently the doctor's orders are he no talking or whispering or singing for five days, total vocal rest, only communicate by pen and paper. What? <laughs> oh, then that's hilarious too. Okay, so he gets that phone call, which yeah. is like clearly not a medical oh, professional. Fucking kill uh, me. 
it's like some producer trying to make the show more interesting of course so he he writes on a notebook that he has handy when he's at that phone call i can't talk then he shows that to people that are at his house and they're like you can't talk well this would be interesting and then later they like go to a restaurant and he still has the same notebook with the same page in it. Yeah. He just carries it. And it's just that page. He hasn't written anything else in it. It just says, I can't talk. And he just like is holding that. It's like, you're just going to carry that around everywhere you go and just show that to people, that same fucking thing. God. That is a very, that is a very, um, it was probably a vocal coach who was probably like, in real life, it was probably like, hey, don't scream or anything. Because that happens with big production. I've seen that even with yeah. kids in like high school productions. They're told not to you know, go and yell or go to a sports game or something like that. And then the producer was like, we need to punch this up because now it's going to be really good drama. Uh, but it does seem like a very, like, cause these are young kids. It does seem like legitimately like something an attention seeker would do, like turn a small thing, like, Hey, I need you to go easy on your voice into, I could see, I could yeah, see any kid walking around in high school with like the, I can't talk with like a sad face next to it to get that little extra attention. Of course, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, does, also- it does seem like that. There was another intention-seeking moment that I have to bring up. So there's that Vinny, Vinny guy, I think is yep. his name. And he's like the definition of fuckboy, basically. Uh, and he's just in the house. And he's just <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I know I'm say. so angry. Nobody talk to me because I'm so angry. If, if someone, someone talks, talks, yeah. If someone says something wrong, I'll punch him in the face. And he's just like, like he and then wants he just people. walks away. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day, he's just like, yeah, guys, sorry you had to see me when I was legit angry. That's how I get when I'm legit angry. I don't want anyone to talk to me when oh, I'm that so angry. so fucking lame, dude. And you're like, dude, you are such a... Oh, I won't say it. <laughs> 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 That's all I thought the whole time. It's like, this guy, this kid needed to be thrown into a locker or something. Yeah. Like, you don't get away with being that retardedly traumatic and, like, attention seeking it's just disgusting i like to think he realized that he wasn't going to get any airtime like on the show he's like i gotta do something so no. like, his agent called he him up and was like through yo i'm gonna i got the notes from the producer you're not really in the first two episodes <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he's like he was being really nice like he was the most human person in the yeah, whole then, thing he was then like he got turned into yeah, a this monster. isn't really a big idea and then like they were like oh man he like had the most rational takes he's like i actually think we should be focusing on diversifying our investments because this TikTok video thing isn't going to last. And they're like, no, dude, you got to shut that down. So then he comes in and he's like, I'm so angry. And they're like, that's the stuff. <sighs> yeah, I, I will jump in for episode four, but I, it doesn't sound like I missed much. Yeah, like you didn't miss like, anything. No, it, you, you can, I guarantee, I haven't even seen episode four, but I guarantee like you could watch it and you'd have like, you not, <laughs> there's no context do you want to know what i was going to do and that i wish i'd done and it would have been kind of genius but I, I i don't know why i didn't i don't have a good reason i was gonna just pretend like i'd seen it and just make comments based on what i've seen at the show and see if you guys picked up on it and figured it I out genuinely you could have gone yeah for sure you could have done that and then i was gonna tell you at the end that i hadn't seen it and that, <laughs> that the show was so predictable you one like... trillion percent would have gotten away with that <laughs> but this would be like the episode where actually somebody like gets shot or stabbed or something of course I wouldn't yeah. speak on it yeah it, it, um, it's, they drive the huddy mobile through the front door of the hype house. The G wagon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're right. right. Anybody who owns a G wagon needs to die. Scumbag, yeah. We 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 need like military like predator drones circling. Yeah, maybe that was how we got a G wagon. Racism. No, 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 they're autonomous. They just find them and shoot them. There's, there's <laughs> no, there's wonder, nobody on wonder, the other side. 
Like, you know how you hate everybody in G-Wagons? Yeah. And it's because of the show and, like, other people may you've met? I wonder if that's, like, how racism started. Like, there was, you know, one, one French man and one Canadian... And one of them was driving a G wagon or the equivalent of whatever it was, and like the <laughs> a and G like carriage. they were doing like yeah, like a G His carriage, Ford model like, G. And he was like, "I hate everybody who drives those," and uh, you know, French. I hate everybody who drives those. I can't do accents. And then like I it hate turned everybody out that, who like, drives those. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody over in uh, Africa just happened. That was the only vehicle that was available. There was the G wagon, and that's how it all started. I think you're right. The G carriage. It was the G wagon. The Speaking no, the of uh, bad, the the bad French accent. Should we talk about Ghost? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's so not we French. saw Ghost live. We did. Yeah, we did for the fourth or fifth time. We can't. Uh, Corey and I can't figure it out. Can't figure what out. Sorry. If we've seen them four or five times, I can't. I think that was the fourth time. Yeah, it was the third time for me. Okay, so yes, it was the fourth. Time. I gotta say, um, first things first. I didn't think I don't. The Target Center sounded very good. No, the Target Center sound. Here's what it was. They played, uh, there's so much to talk about from the show, actually, as we begin unpacking it. Um, the ghost played a new song um, that nobody had ever heard before. It was how they opened their set. Mm-hmm. And the sound was so bad that I literally could not discern what was going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, it was the literally just noise. Now, when bad. songs that I knew, when songs that I knew, my ears plugged in were like, oh, I know what they're yeah. saying. So it's, it felt like it got better from there. But having now heard a song, that, the first thing hearing a song that I'd never heard before, I could not differentiate what anybody was doing. I couldn't even hear a guitar solo. Yeah, I could. I it was just a wall of shit. noise. And it's a good song. It's been leaked since then. And it's a kick-ass song. It is. Like, it's excellent. When, they yeah. first, when it came on, I was like, why would they open with this? This is awful. <laughs> and now after hearing it, I'm like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. And if It'd be you nice remember, to hear it. <laughs> at the Armory, they sounded uh, amazing. Dude, that the was, Armory as that a was, venue has some of like the best acoustics of any. Yeah, venue that was I've like the best to. sounding show I've ever been to. I think that like the Armory was amazing. So here is my review of it, just real quick. I think that Ghost will always be entertaining. I think that. Uh, oh man, what's the lead singer's name? Uh, uh, Tobias. Yeah, I think that he has. Such charisma that he'll always put on a good show. Uh, that being said, I felt like, and I have a theory on this, because Volbeat, who opened for them, who we can talk about in Crest in the Wind, went on for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, they had like, that was like an hour and they a half went set on or something. For like, they yeah. went on for forever. And I'm thinking that probably the producers of the, of the tour did like a, a, a sample of demographics and saw what each area was going to like the most. And I think Ghost got shorted. I think that they probably switched back and forth. And, like, where Ghost is going to be more popular, um, they let them have the longer set. Or maybe they just switch just to give the other band a rest or something. I don't know. I wonder if pre-sale because numbers have to do with that, too. Like, they they give out two separate pre-sale codes, and they see how many oh, people sure. are buying oh, tickets based that's on a pre-sale. Really, yeah, that's a good idea. That's super smart. Um, that being said, Ghost was still entertaining. They were... This was the least enthusiastic and most by the numbers I've ever seen them do. And they really flew through their songs... And legitimately, when the show ended, I was like, oh, they're going to come out for an encore. And you guys had to, like, convince me that it was actually over. Yeah, like, I, I was surprised. Like, I didn't believe it at first, too. And then people just started leaving. And then <laughs> we tur- I asked uh, uh, Jack if they were going to come back out because he he always has the, the set list ready and memorized. He's like, no, that's it. <laughs> they're done. Um, And these are this is a band that used to do, like, three-hour shows. Like, they used to play all of their songs, like, every time they played. And I know you can't... I remember when we saw them in that one theater and they went on for at forever. At the Myth, like, yeah. Not, 
yeah, they're not going to be able to do this level of a show for the rest of their careers. They're, they're going to kill themselves if they go from town to town to town and play for this long and sing this much. So I was expecting it shorter, but the energy was off in this show too. Um, and I found, I, I looked up reviews of the show because I was curious if it was just me thinking that or if, if other people had thought so. And in shows that they've done in like LA and stuff like that, they've brought out like the new Papa they've, for the new album coming out. And the the ghouls have had new costumes too. They like wear fish helmets. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So I have discer- I have proof that we got some sort of cut short, rapid dash, not quite at a hundred percent show. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. And I guess we can go right into our, our impromptu crust in the wind if you want to talk more about. I do. Before up. we do that, I want to talk about the opening band. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I'm curious to see what everybody like you think. Everybody thinks it was twin. What were they called? Twin chapel? No, twin temple. Twin yeah, temple. Right, yeah. Um, twin temple was not my thing. Uh, <laughs> def- there, there are people that love doo And when I found, I looked them up cause I was so curious, like, what is their deal? Like, are they, are they legit? Like, what is this nonsense? They're from LA, which just kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, cause if I was going to say a doo satanic group, completely 105,000% dedicated to the bit. Like they, really are into it they literally um, didn't say a sentence without like saying satan in it <laughs> it was every other word like it was it was what people think a ghost is like it was ghost <laughs> without any of the self-awareness um and and it was I ghost they if they were a word people wouldn't get it yeah i they were they to me they were just a gimmick and i i will never listen to them again the only thing that made it worth it was the hilarity and this is a real thing that happened where she came out and she said we have a new song it's called let's have a satanic orgy. And then the song went bop, 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 bop. Let's have a satanic orgy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, like the first the most... line of the song was the song title. Yeah. That was, was like, pretty this funny. This is the most stupid thing. And, and they had a problem where all their songs went on for like 10 minutes. And songs don't need to be that long. So I, if they just dropped the satanic shtick and just played that kind of music. Because she had a good vocal range and she was a good singer. She had a great vocal range, absolutely. Yeah. Drop the shtick, play that music, because I like that music. Like, I like I like the retro, the neo-retro kind of appeal, and like having like actual musicians doing actual music. I love that things. they had brass. They had a brass section. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> they did, yeah. I, th- I really, uh, they had like, I think a saxophone that was actually used in like every song. Yeah, and like sax yeah, solos no. and all that stuff. That yeah, was awesome. That, that like, stuff was dope. Drop the sure. shtick and just like commit to like being musicians and as funny as it may sound lots of touring acts these days aren't like super musician types unless you like you have to like look to the outside for that kind of thing you have to look at like the the fringes like metal isn't metal super popular but it's not like massive like it used to be like the musicianship is like so removed from shows nowadays like the the technical talent and all that kind of stuff like you think of like the 1970s Every other week, there was like an all-star, super talented mega band with a new single out. And now it's like, there's a, as far as like popular music goes, you don't even have to sing that well anymore. And that was like a, at least a requirement for a long time. It's like you can actually sing without like the aid of production or auto-tuning. Yeah, even the hair metal and, bands would really push their vocals. They do some crazy stuff. Like try and sing along with some real classic metal songs, like truly sing along with it. Those guys, as much as some of them have become kind of gimmicks or kind of jokey, they were actually ridiculously talented for real. Oh yeah, and that's like 
that was when like guitar solos were still on top of like they were king before like and like the grunge thing happened and there's still like a talent involved there because it's just like raw and like super emotional and that was like the kind of the staple and like kind of this countercultural movement that became culture so it kind of like defeated itself <laughs> and then Kurt Cobain blew his head off you could I was gonna say you could almost say it shot itself in the garage <laughs> yes <laughs> but Courtney love watching um, <laughs> why is the note different in the final lines Courtney anyway go on. so but, uh, yeah I thought they were talented I think they need to like lift their foot off the gas a little bit from like the satanic like yeah we but get as it. a counterpoint to that to play <laughs> pun intended devil's advocate <laughs> if they didn't have that going for them they wouldn't be on tour with ghost across no the no they absolutely so, wouldn't yeah for sure you know they'd be doing something else so, which is unfortunate well that's the kind of the whole point though like they needed the shtick to actually get the show which should not be the case they were talented enough to, i think and it was just very like uh, it was obnoxious it really yeah <laughs> it would state it's welcome <laughs> it was, very quickly I agree with that. It was as obnoxious. If you go into a really obnoxious church service, like where they're like, I just feel like there are people bound by pornography in here tonight. Maybe <laughs> <you> come forward. <laughs> <laughs> like if you've ever been to that service, it was that Someone's level struggling of obnoxious. With their addiction yeah. to, to BDSM, ball stepping <laughs> porn. It's not yeah. me. It's somebody in here. I though, just need I, you to I come bet. forward right now. And you just come raise your hand. So just raise you your hand if you like. You. If you want, someone I'm to not going to release balls. this service until that person comes forward. I think they call it CBT. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was that level of obnoxious, but for Satan. And like, in one hand, it kind of made me feel better because I've found church to be very tedious lately. And I'm glad to know that it's not because God is involved. It's very much because of the way it's it's done. It's executed because I was immediately equally as bored and felt it was equally as tedious when they started doing like the weird devil sermon yeah like i was like Ugh. ghost their whole like aesthetic is like the devil church right but they don't actually do a god dang devil church sermon and like <laughs> and like procedure and like have like doing yeah because like the whole show started off and they're like have like a blood chalice or whatever and it's like it's theatrical i get it but can we just hear the music, please? Do we have to kind of faff about with all this stuff? Yeah. We get it. There's, the there's enough plausible reason. deniability that it's just a bit. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely a bit. And they know it. And, and I mean, they're based off of Kiss and they are putting on a show. That's the other thing I noticed. And the other reason I think this show is tailored to the perceived audience is because Ghost toned the devil stuff way down. Like the in-between devil talk stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. there was none of that stuff. There was none of that. Like. This was pretty standard rock star stuff for the most time. He still did his taint tickling line. Um he asked but you. there wasn't like there wasn't a lot of the uh there used to be a lot of the devil talk, like as a you know, a wink and a smile kind of a thing between each song. And there really wasn't any of that this time. Yeah, that's true. I think they were like, Oh, Twin Temple covered it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they maybe they saw Twin Temple perform and it like led to some like, Are we like do people see us like that? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Because I had that, and, and we can launch into Vol, uh, Volbeat now if you guys are ready, Hell because when yeah. Volbeat played, I had this horrible thing like, are ghosts trash? Are ghosts at this level of music? Is this what ghost is? Not yet. <laughs> I, <laughs> they are, they could be getting close to that just by the nature of like how they make their money and like what acts and labels they have to associate with. I can foresee that happening, but so far they've stayed above it. We'll see how the new album is. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it. But everything I've heard from it is good. Crust in the wind this week. We're gonna 
kind of give our thoughts on the Volbeat show. I close my ears These bands all had a moment and that moment's gone All these songs Pass before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind since it was a they significant co-headlined part of this with thing. Ghost and uh, and I did not realize that until after. Yeah. After I had to look up why they played. Well, for, Ghost was on I, all I the promotional materials. Yeah. It was only Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. But Ghost played for maybe forty-five minutes, that's and Volbeat right. played for two hours. <laughs> yeah. And they they went on and on. Volbeat yes. was on. offensive to me. I I went in <laughs> knowing I wouldn't like it and with low expectations. On the scale, it's a minus four. Yeah. I will be 100% serious, and I will say this. If I had known ahead of time what I was buying a ticket to, I would not have gone. I probably wouldn't have either. Yeah, like, I don't think so. If you told me, like, hey, Ghost is playing again. Yeah. Ghost is playing, but they're going to play a really short set after this really extensive Volbeat set. I would have been like, oh, I'll catch him next time. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know they were headlining. I looked it up afterwards because I was, like, mad. I was like, why did Volbeat play for six years? And it's because they were co-headlining. It was technically just as much their show as Ghost. Yeah. And, uh, I've been surprised because when I told people around that I went to a Ghost and Volbeat show, and this adds further fuel to my this show was made for Minnesota uh, theory, I have been shocked at the amount of people that are like, oh, I love Volbeat. <clears throat> and I don't, and, and Jack loves Volbeat. We were actually going to have him on the this episode. He was, he promised that he'd be in it, but he was, he was drunk, happy concert Dakota when he agreed to that. And that's like when I'm horny and I promise Becca I'll paint the garage, you know. I'm not going to say that it was an outright lie, but, you know, it's part of the game. You're in a good mood. You're, you're it happens. What you need to we'll say. We'll get him. We'll, we'll get him. Um, because Jack does like Volbeat. And because of that, I'm trying to be, like, I'm trying to be respectful because I don't want to hate anything that the homie likes. I will not be respectful. Um, I, I, but savage. I went in... I went in knowing that it wasn't going to be for me and just figuring that it'd be quick and over fast like most opening bands. The longer it went, the more I hated it. They went like, most shows you'll make a fan. They sent me so far in the other direction that I like, I would actively like protest their music. <laughs> I said that seeing Volbeat was like fucking a really fat chick. I, it's something that I thought I could handle and I felt like I really needed to do at the time and it would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and now at the end, I'm like, it's nothing but regret. Ooh. You're sitting in the puddle of your own mess, yeah. and you're thinking, man, ah, oh, jeez, I'm like trying to sneak out the back door of the of tar- the Target yeah. Center. Nobody yeah. sees me. Um, First of all, just from a, a musical standpoint, well, can we do? We should do the rest thing? of the scores. Oh. Corey gave a score. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I'm putting them at a negative three, for the soul. Okay. They're terrible. There was the most amazing moment that's ever happened in the history of music. Well, yeah. Well, that, yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. They are rehearsed and professional. That's all I'll give them. Sure. Everything else was terrible. The music's terrible. They were. They were like, what, four older guys? And they were having a blast. I will say that. That is a good point towards them as far as performance. They were having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, they didn't hate it. They liked what they were doing. They enjoyed their job. Um, I'm still going to get a negative four. I, I... 
I'm not going to say it was the worst thing I ever heard, but... Uh, it's pretty close. I, yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. They're, from a musical standpoint, their entire thing is they have, like, a two-chord progression that they'll go back and forth, sort of bluesy. Like, it's based off... Like, like they built themselves off blues rock. Yep. Um, where you'll have, like, one badass line, and you'll build an entire song around it, and it doesn't really matter what any of the verses or anything are. Now, that can work in a short three-minute song. Like, I could get why maybe doing three minutes of that they got big because they are very competent in the way they play. They're very in time. Like, they're not a mess. Um, but their songs are long. I think all of their songs were at least five minutes. Am I wrong in that? Well, they certainly felt that way. I don't know exactly how long they were. Yeah. Time kind of died in the middle. <laughs> so, one thing I have to bring up, and I think this is the point we were referencing earlier, Sam, was there is a moment a somber moment with the lead singer and he's just like i don't remember exactly what he said he's like oh he said my mother passed for... away or something no he's like this song is for everyone who's lost somebody in the last five years i'm thinking about my father i miss him so much and this song is for him and then and it was like, the Yay! same exact riff yeah. as all the other songs yeah. like not it wasn't a ballad or anything somber it was like like whatever and then <laughs> that is every song and then it like on the the mega the megatron or whatever the jumbotron the screen the big screen there was the guitarist and then they had like an effects thing where it swapped out the background and it was like the only way i could describe it is like if you ever went to like a church worship service and they didn't have a band like a worship team to play music they usually have these dvds of like stock footage of a plane flying through clouds And like the words pop up on the screen, except it was just the guitarist standing in front of like, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And the the guitarist also, he dyed his beard, which I always find really disturbing. Someone who would dye their, because it's like jet black. Like it's not natural. Like it doesn't look natural at all. They're like, it was like going and seeing like an old jam band. It really was like. They would fit in very well on any kind of bar scene, any local bar scene in the background while you eat your peanuts. Yeah. Uh, in a stadium, it just felt so out of place because nothing they were doing felt like it deserved that level of attention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we knew going into it that it was Volbeat, or at least, yeah. I I, had I, heard I did not know who Volbeat was. Oh, okay. And I purposefully didn't look them up because I think I wanted to be surprised. Like, I wanted them to start out and then be pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. And what was funny is that they didn't, like, I'm very curious, and this is why I started, like, a ghost trash. I want to know why these two bands were put together, because they're not even really, like, I guess they're both under the, the headline of rock. Yep. But as far as, like, themes and performance and stuff like that, they are not on, like, they just don't seem like they should have been together. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like they both had differently scheduled tours and something happened with COVID and stuff fell through and they just, whatever, what whoever manages these things, like, just pushed them together and was like, yeah. Work. And, like, the extra bizarre thing is, like... They had Twin Temple open. They set the tone of like, uh, wink, wink, this is a satanic ritual. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, there was no wink, wink with Twin Temple. I think that they, I genuinely think that they're crazy. Yeah, same. I, oh, I, I agree. I guess, well, I whatever. I think it's a shtick for them at all. Whether or not they did, life. that was the tone of the show, right? Like, that's what they set up. And that, like, it at least makes sense in the context. Oh, it's Ghost. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. But then Volbeat Then they, comes Volbeat up. sandwich in the middle, and then, like he said between songs, he, I don't think he liked that aesthetic or that vibe because he was like oh so you guys like the devil stuff huh <laughs> and it's like 
You're playing before Ghost. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? That's the. This is the whole like shtick. Is that? And then he's like, "Oh, this this song we say the devil once in it. That's pretty cool." <laughs> the word "the devil" is in the song. Um. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty artless. Um. And every song sounded exactly the same. And I think really the reason they left such a bad taste in my mouth is just because they went on so long. I think if they played for a half hour. I would have been way more forgiving. I'd be like, yeah, you know, they do their thing. But instead, I was stuck there for so long waiting to see a band that I actually wanted to see. And when I thought the show would finally be ending, they were like, we just have a few more songs for you. And I was like, oh, my God, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess final thoughts. Volbeat sucks. Yeah, Volbeat ensured that I'll never be a fan. I went from not knowing anything about them to now I would avoid anything with their name. Like actively, I, I can't even think of something creative enough for how low of an opinion I have of Volbeat now. It was it was so fucking bad. Let's go see Tool. Yep. <laughs> Maynard James. Keenan. I'd rather watch Nickelback open for Tool than see Vol Volbeat again. I don't know if Nickelback and Tool would ever end up in the same show. I would have like said the Tool's same thing about Volbeat I mean, and Ghost. Oh, I guess yeah, that's true. But I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but oof. And if you like Volby, we don't hate you. I mean, everybody, music is so subjective. I just don't like, trust you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take any of your recommendations. <laughs> like if you were like, I think you'll like this, I probably would give you like the polite nod and then never listen. To oh, it. yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah, Volby, don't recommend. Well, so I, I guess we're resuming Crust in the Wind then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should. Yeah, so uh, we next? should actually say what next week's. Yeah, the next one is be. going to be. We did POD last, right? Yes. Yep. All right. The next one is "One Love Revolution" by Pillar. Oh, nice. Oh no. We're, we're on the Christian really? kick now. Heck yeah. All right. I liked Pillar. I, Their first album, I rocked that a lot. Can I have a little? I am fireproof. Fireproof. <laughs> no one said what will happen if you try it. I am fireproof. Before we yeah, do, buddy. before we do, what did we learn? Maybe a little bit of meta talk about Crest in the Wind. Yeah, we're running. Yeah. We're coming close to the end of Crest in the Wind bands, so I think we need to either come up with some more, or I had uh, a couple other ideas of like revisions or like spinoffs. Sure. Sure. We could do like a specific Christian music edition. I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh yeah. we could do I kind of want to go back. This probably wouldn't be as long of a segment, but it'd be funny to go back to like the Return to Childhood edition, like albums that you listened to a fuck ton when you were a kid and like like going back to them now and reviewing them now, I think would be funny. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, It'd yeah, be a lot of weird good. Al if we were going to dive into my Yeah, I would have a lot of uh Christian rock circa 1999. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I like both of those ideas. Another thing, we could always just go back to Music Book Club. One we could do that, unironically. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. that. Back. <laughs> um, I think the only reason we stopped was because a lot of people didn't like it, but now we don't have much of an audience anyway, fuck so we em. can do whatever we want. And, well, we have one person <laughs> that really liked it. So We do. We do. Shout out to you I whenever know, you always, catch up to this. Yeah, I'm always down to talk about music. I'm always down to do that. Um, I would do anything. I mean, if it, if it's childhood albums, Christian albums, or we do a legit book club where we start recommending albums to each other, I'm good with any of that. Yeah. Also, if you're listening, the point of Crest in the Wind is to listen to the album with us. 
so you have any context of what we're talking about. Yeah, you should have been at the Volbeat concert with us. Well, True. I mean, that, not, that one, obviously, is <laughs> not possible. Well, look up a video of Volbeat Live. You get the idea. Uh, but yeah, suffer with us. It'll make it more enjoyable. All right, friends. Well, what did we learn today? Do, 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 do. True. I got one. Sure, go ahead. I learned that my acquaintance uh, that has gotten very famous on TikTok is literally the reason that Russia is invading the true, U.S. Actually true. Comment that on one of their TikToks. <laughs> I learned that Volbeat's really fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> we all had to learn that the hard way. And I learned that my life is an ad. I am an ad. Everything I see is an ad. Everybody I know is an ad. So, uh, it's like the Matrix, but it's all ads. And that revelation is brought to you by Planters Peanuts! <laughs> Nothing God. fuels! Thank you for a sponsoring crisis of self-like <laughs> protein peanuts! Wait, hang on, hang on. Do you I remember like Altered Carbon in the beginning? He's getting assaulted by all, like, the VR ads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, I got, the, I got the copy for the Planters ad. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Planters Peanuts, uh, a protein-packed salty snack for your... Everyday life. Uh, you can find Planters Peanuts at any grocery store, any major food chain, gas stations, and they come in many flavors, like salt. <laughs> Thank you, Planters, for sponsoring our episode. Shout out to Planters. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, where are you at? Hopefully they pay for that. Is that, is that their I'll real trademark, Mr. Peanut? Where are you at? Is that real? Or did you just? No, that should be it though. It seems fitting. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, where are you at? Where are you I at, like Mr. That. Peanut? <laughs> where are you at? Have a planter's day. <laughs> a nut right. above. That's the. <laughs> a nut I would. Above. I would. I would. A nut above. <laughs> Blow your nut. Can't planter's peanut. <laughs> Planters pants peanut peanut pants. I had to Google it. What is it? It is a nut above. A nut above. Yeah, that's it. I oh, didn't make oh, that I up. That was a joke. Oh, I thought you were no. kidding. I was. I, I was like. And what's funny is that I thought in my head I was <laughs> like, "That's joke. pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. That that's smart. uh. That's wild. That's wild. All right, uh, friends. Well, thank you for listening. We've been recording for three hours. We have. We have something like that. This yeah. is like a quarter of a megasode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Stay tuned for a new episode of Due West. We're going to try to keep that pretty consistent, and we'll alternate the week, so it should be... You'll have new stuff to listen to every week. Hell yeah. Because you need it. You need it. And we'd love some feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? What would you like more of? How's Due West treating you? We we don't know. Let us know. You will never know. We don't want to be the Volbeat of your your (laughs) podcast collection. Yeah. It's too late. We're way past that. <laughs> yeah, I know. True. <laughs> All right. Stay hard, America. Stay hard, America. See Bye. you. Bye.